Hey guys, before we get started, uh, I have actual, I have actual shows to plug. Can you believe it? I can't, but I'm gonna talk about them anyway. This weekend, I'm in Portland, Oregon, at Helium Comedy Club, uh, February 18th through the 21st, Thursday through Sunday. I think there's five shows. They're only letting in 50 people per show, because uh, you know COVID. And so get those tickets uh, as soon as possible. And then I'm also doing Port Charlotte, uh, Florida at the Visani Comedy Theater. I believe that's March uh, 17th through the 20th. And then Cleveland. I am coming back to Hilarities the first week of April. April 1st through the 4th. One show each night, 7 p.m. Get those tickets. We finally got a weekend in Cleveland. I uh, The last two times we were doing them Wednesday nights and so many people were like, when are you going to do a weekend? Well, all it took was a worldwide pandemic. All it took was a lot of people losing their lives. I know that's dark, but I've already said it, and I don't edit anything out. Uh, but whatever. Whatever the reason is, I get to now do a weekend, so come out to, you know, if you're in the Cleveland area. I'm also setting up some shows in Arizona, and I'm working on a tour through Texas. Um, but other than that, why don't I read some five-star reviews? It's been so long since I've done an episode, and I'll explain more as the show goes on but let me uh let me look up five star reviews if i even remember how to do this anymore i put my own podcast in here i go zoltan this this week in zoltan that is the name of it i think this episode is gonna be 317 we got 195 reviews i forget how much we had from before uh i don't remember the last reviews i shared did i already do this Anyway, here's a five-star review uh, from when Wendyon of Conan's Million Fan. I, I I don't know if I read that right. Anyway, it's five stars. Zoltan the Great. Believe me, I'm a comedy snob, but you are up there on my short list. I heard of your stand-up maybe two years ago because you kind uh, but you kind of disappeared from my radar because well. There was just the stand-up comedy bubble that was happening before the pandemic, and there was a lot showing up in my feed, and it was overwhelming. Anyway, when Modern Mail came out, I suddenly remembered how awesome you are. After watching all of your YouTube videos, I searched to see if you had a podcast since everybody these days has one. And what do you know? You do. I was so glad. Anyway, keep up with your good work, and don't stop this career, please. Uh, I know sometimes it sounds like... You want to give up and just get a regular job. LOL, no, please. Talented people should just be doing talent shows all the time. <laughs> Thank you. That's a very nice review. And don't worry, I will not quit. Um, this is the only thing I'm good at, and it's my favorite thing to do. So I will not quit ever. Uh, in fact, if you ever see me with a regular day job, no matter what I tell you, I'm uh, uh, horribly depressed. Okay, that's how much I love doing stand-up, is if you ever see me at a place uh, working a regular job, and even if I'm smiling, know that that is fake, and I don't mean it, and I worked a long time to be able to quit my day job so I could do stand-up, and there's no way I'm giving it up. Even if, there's, even if I have like a string of shows that I hate, even if there's like a long string of shows that are brutal and cripplingly uh bad like people are crying and leaving and throwing things at me and booing me even then i won't quit 
Although, if there's a long string of shows like that, I'm assuming eventually people would stop booking me. But that's besides the point. The point is I'm going to keep on keeping on. In the immortal words of uh, Joe Dirt, uh, did I read this review from back in the day? I can't believe I only just found out about you. I discovered that uh, this is from Sarah Mac 409. Uh, I discovered this show totally by accident when I went on Zoltan's web t- website to see if he had any shows in and around Silicon Valley. But I am so excited to have found this. I've been a fan of Zoltan for a while and love hearing him be so candid. Fingers crossed I get to see him live someday. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I hope to come up to Silicon Valley. By the way, this is the longest opening to a show that I've done. But uh, here we are. Uh, Another one. December 17th, HC Lost. Best commentary on life. Love this podcast for the comedic insight and truth-telling about the crazy world and hearing Zoltan's random life stories. Uh, also love the impressions he tries to do of his mom, but pretty much a perfect, uh, pretty much a perfectly funny podcast in an easy to listen to nutshell, genuine format with no editing. Thank you for understanding the no editing. Thank you for the five star reviews. If you want to leave one, go to the podcast app and five stars and leave a comment. I'll be honest with you. If you give me less than five stars in a comment, I'm still going to read them. But uh, I'd appreciate the five. Just throw five up there. You know? Who are you? Siskel and Ebert of podcasts? No, just give me five stars. You're not going to ruin your reputation. Uh, I told you about the upcoming shows. Subscribe on YouTube. I have a new thing coming out. We're just finishing the editing on in my weekend at the Comedy Store, Outdoor Alley shows. Other than that, I think it's finally time after that meandering introduction, I say to you, hit the music. This Week in Zoltan. Hey everybody, welcome to the show, welcome to This Week in Zoltan. I think that video is crooked. Suck it, YouTube, we're doing it the way I'm doing it. Welcome to the show. Uh, This is episode 317, we've taken a break, Uh, and by we, I mean me. There's no team. There's no one else on the squad, there's no assistance, there's no nobody, it's me, and only me, and I was like, I'm taking a break, why, because I'm going through a move, and I'm working on, I just didn't want to do it, I'll be honest with you, I didn't want to do it, I didn't want to talk to you, is that okay, is that okay that I didn't want to talk to you, personally, (laughs) I'm kidding, don't take offense to any of this, uh, yeah, I took a break because I got busy, we're going through a move, uh, My lovely girlfriend and I are moving in together, which I'm really excited about. No longer living in the compound in the studio apartment. I got a few words to say about that. Um, Is it focused? I feel like it's not focused. I hate this camera. I bought this very nice Sony, and there's so many times where it just won't focus on my face. Like, it has this smart... For the people listening on the audio, I feel like that's the truly the, the best way to enjoy this podcast. But for the people that pay the $4.99 a month to watch the full episodes with video, I know this is a horrible non-salesman thing to say, like I shouldn't be saying it, but I think the podcast is better on audio. Like for me to set up this camera, like right now it's crooked. I don't know how to fix it. I got eight checks and a notebook under the lens to try to find something level, and then I finally said forget it. All right, it took me long enough to set up the microphone. I'm not playing with this damn camera. And it just, some about this, it has a feature on this camera called autofocus, where it's supposed to pick up your face 
and focus on that and the rest kind of very nicely blurs into the background and it just won't do it it hates my face i don't know what's wrong with this camera but eighteen hundred dollars you think it would like look at my dumb face and go i'm pretty sure that's what you want to focus on i set this thing up at the back of the comedy store alley i performed at the comedy store two weekends ago and i this was the i used a two camera shoot all right I, this was the hard camera the one focused on me and then my lovely girlfriend had her camera to get some like secondary shots b-roll if you will and two shows in a row would not focus on my face they're like oh do you want to focus on this sign behind you no do you want to focus on the back of the head of the front row no what why would you want to focus on your face so keep an eye out for that that's going to be posted on uh youtube with me out of focus and a great like very 1080p 4k high def resolution spot focus on the back of the head of the guy in the front row i hate technology make it work i think this camera cost me like eighteen hundred dollars if I'm paying $1,800, I don't want to also have to learn a new skill. Just make it work. It's, I'm, I'm not trying to be a cinematographer. I'm not trying to be like that guy who always has his camera hanging off his neck and then he walks through like a botanical garden and, oh, and then he holds it up and then he takes the snap. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to film my dumb face while it's telling my dumb jokes. That's it. I'm not trying to focus on a waitress coming by with cocktails. I'm not trying to get it to focus on the sign behind me. I'm not trying to get it to focus on the back of some guy's dandruffy head. That's not what I'm going for. Just fo I'm so old. This is me at 33 years old. I know I say that a lot on the podcast, but can you imagine me in 30 more years? It's I'll have to cancel myself. I'll have to beat everyone to it. And be like, no, nah, we, we, we just can't do this. But yeah, I'm no longer living at my place. That's what I was trying to get to. Uh, that's why we took a break on the podcast. It's a slow-moving process because I'm already moved in. But my girlfriend's still at this place until March something. March 5th, I don't know, for a while. And then so it's a slow move. A lot of moving pieces, a lot of ins, a lot of outs, a lot of what have yous for my Big Lebowski fans. Um yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot going on, but I'm no longer at the place. I never got, I'm no longer at my studio apartment, which was a garage, by the way. I've been living in that place since the fall of 2017, and I was really hoping, I was thinking about doing a video about it, about how much personal growth happened in that garage, and and where I was in the beginning of it, and how low I was in all forms of my life. And then how much better I am three years later. I wanted to do that. But the landlord was so insistent of kicking me out uh, that I never got the chance. He, My landlord, he's a nice guy. But he's just a psycho. Like, he's one of, like you know how some people push off projects till later? Like me? Like, I'll be like, oh, I want to do this thing. And then maybe that thing will actually get started in like three months. He's one of those guys who are really like, oh, I want to do this thing. Uh, we start now. We actually started five minutes ago before I actually said I want to do this thing. He's one of those guys. So before he was, he was like hitting me up, he's like, any chance you can move out before February 7th? Because that was my 30-day notice, uh, February 7th. And, he, and I was like, yeah, man, I can try. I just, uh, 
I have to set up someone to move my couch and a couple of the bigger things because I can't fit them in my Honda Fit, but everything else I can get out. And he goes, oh, I can get you moved out. Let me just talk to my guys. And then on like Tuesday morning, February 1st, I get a phone call at 8 in the morning. Nobody calls me at 8 in the morning. There needs to be lives on the line or already done if you're calling me at 8 in the morning. I may, don't call me until noon. I mean, I'll be up for a couple hours before then, but I'm not ready to verbally communicate with anyone before this day is half over. So he calls me at 8 a.m. I see it. I'm not picking that up. I text him like an hour later. I'm like, what's up? And he goes, I got my guys coming. I got two of my helpers coming with a truck to help you move. And I was like, okay, I guess we're doing it. And then I show up and his two goons just load up my stuff and we take a truckload over. I take a carload over because my new place is only a few blocks away from my old place. And they drop my stuff off. They go back. I go back. They're already tearing my apartment apart. Like I'm going back and I'm still taking things out of the cabinets. And then the last mug that I take out of the cabinet, vroom, 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 they drill some stuff and they tear it. Like, he's totally remodeling that garage. Um, so there was no time for a sentimental moment or just like, you know, that, you know, that famous gif of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air where like Will Smith is standing in the empty living room of the Bel-Air house and just kind of like remember, you know, I never got that moment. I never got that moment. They were just ripping my place apart while I was trying to get the last, like, I'm like grabbing a shampoo bottle and a loofah and trying to make it to my car, and they're like ripping the refrigerator out of the wall. So I never got a, I never got to say a proper goodbye to my place, and I guess I'm going to do it now, here, like that. I moved in there, I believe, in October of 2017 and I had my ex and I had broken up and we were still living in the same place so I had to go find a place I think I'm out of focus focus on my face on my face dude what are the odds stop focusing on my dumb hands it's my face so I had I love it people listening to this are like what the hell is he talking about it's me fighting with the camera this needs to be just an audio podcast um But yeah, I moved in there October of 2017. My marriage was essentially over. It was. It was just the paperwork that was left. So I was heartbroken. I was depressed. I had no money. That was the other thing. Because for a while, I was paying two rents. I was paying half the rent at my old place. And now I had to move into my new place. But I had also just come back from doing the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, where I made zero dollars and zero cents. And probably lost some money, too. Uh, great experience, highly recommend it. But uh, I came back extremely broke, and then I had to move. And there was like no, sh- I didn't have any shows booked. Like I, I often joke about about this to people. Like the pandemic for me happened at the perfect time because I had some money in the bank, and I know a lot of people didn't. And if this pandemic would have happened a couple of years before, I would have been living with my mother. I don't know what the hell I would have been doing. I would have been in some serious trouble. But in 2017, you could have booked me for a bowl of soup, buddy. Like, especially that, like, third and fourth quarter of, of 2017. Just, I was taking every show imaginable. I was taking multiple shows on the same night. And I was like, I'll, I think I can make it. I can make that drive. And I'd haul ass for, like, 50 bucks. Like, I remember the deposit to my place. I couldn't even, 
I think I didn't even have the money for the. I think the deposit was like a thousand dollars, which I need to hit them up because I haven't gotten that back yet. But um, I didn't even have a grand. Like I paid the rent, which was whatever, and then I paid half my rent at the other place, and then I needed the thousand dollars or whatever for the deposit on the garage, which that's a little much for a garage. All right, what am I gonna mess up in there? Am I going to accidentally clean up the grease stain in the middle of it? Like, there wasn't one, but it's a garage, you know? Chill. So I ended up finding, like, this old bank account. I had an old, like, uh, San Diego County Credit Union bank account that I thought I cleared out before my trip to Edinburgh, and then I went and checked it, and there was exactly $1,000 in there, and I'm like, thank God. So I cleaned that account out, was able to pay my deposit and get in. That's how close to the pennies I was. I didn't have any furniture. When I first moved into that garage, that place came with a TV, and I didn't even have a bed. My mom brought me, like, a fold-out, like, cushion. I called it a dog pillow, but it's, like, something you, like, if company's staying over and you don't, like, love them, you give them this three, it it folds out and makes, like, a full-size bed. And you can sleep on that. So I had that. That's the, the, all that I had. I had the TV on the wall, which wasn't even mine. I had. I brought my Xbox, and then my mom gave me a pad, a dog bed, essentially. And it was that was it in my entire place. That was all that I had. I had some clothes uh, hanging. I had my dog pillow. I had the TV. And I had a bottle of wine, and that was my first night in that place. And I know right now you're like, that sounds so depressing. But it actually felt like a new beginning. Because I'd just gotten out of this marriage, heartbroken, depressed, all that stuff. Broke. Especially broke. And I was just sitting there with a bottle of cheap red wine playing Madden on Xbox. And there was a feeling like, no, this is where we start over. And there is nothing more of a start over than a dude that's 30 years old living in a garage playing Xbox and pounding wine on whatever day of the week while sitting on a dog bed. It wasn't a dog bed, but it was a dog bed. And then that was my situation for quite a while. It took a few months, and then like 2018, I was already getting out of it. But those those last few months of 2017 were really hard. And then it, it... I was able to like rebuild myself in that garage. That's where I put the pieces back together. And then now, you know, three years later, I'm way better off than I was ever in my life. You know, job career wise, if you can call this a career, uh, financially, uh, in my personal life, everything's on the up and up. I'm not trying to sound like some motivational speaker or anything, but. Sometimes what you need in life to turn everything around is to get rid of all the bullshit and you just need a garage that they jammed a kitchen into for some reason and a dog bed, an Xbox, a TV on the wall, and a jug of wine and you work up from there. If anyone was following me back in 2017, that's why I was such a big Bukowski fan. If anyone doesn't know Charles Bukowski, if, uh, that's the closest I was ever to him, was living in a garage, pounding wine. I don't know if he played Xbox. I'm guessing that was before his time. But, uh, yeah, just trying to put the pieces back together and start anew. It was very nice. And I never got to say that goodbye. That's all I wanted. I just wanted that one 
you know, like 60 seconds of silence in my now empty place where I was able to put the pieces back together. But instead, <laughs> I go in and they're just tearing the place apart, ripping drywall. Uh, it was it was a situation. But that's what I've been doing with. Uh, that's what I'm doing with. That's what I've been dealing with and doing. And so I've been very busy. The new place that uh, I'm moving into is amazing. It's a little two-bedroom house in, uh, in, in Kensington, just a couple next neighborhood over. And it's beautiful. I love it. I think it's going to be great. I already got the ring doorbell system in. We just got to drill it to the outside. Uh, I used to have the blink one at the compound. That thing stopped working. So we dropped some real money and got the ring doorbell, which I... If you don't have ring, it comes with the whole like social media app. That come, excuse me, I'm burping. I just came from Ikea and I have, I'm stuffed full of Swedish meatballs. Which let me t- say this. Uh, good food at Ikea. I, I think there needs to be a movie character whose special quirk is that they love food from Ikea. And then that person falls in love with someone who loves food from Costco. And then they're pretty much the same person but kind of different. And then they argue that way. I know. I'll stop talking about it. Uh, but uh, that's where the burp came from. A lot of Swedish meatballs and a salted pretzel. Good amount of salt on that pretzel. I got you know, every once in a while, like, it was funny because Emma and I were sitting in her car. We were eating like we were at a ball game. We had ice cream. We had a giant pretzel. And we had Swedish meatballs and mashed potatoes. Maybe that's not from a ball game. But we're just sitting in our car. And I'm like, there should be a baseball game going on in front of us. We're just eating like we're in the stands. And uh, good amount of salt on that pretzel. A lot of times at a ball game or any time. I don't know where else I would buy a pretzel on a whim. Uh, but usually over salted. Like, calm down. You know? I already bought a soda. I was going to buy a soda anyway. But now I think I might have to get a refill. Maybe that's where you're making the extra 40 cents. I don't know. But good amount of salt on the Ikea pretzel. Um, Got the ring doorbell. That's what I was getting at. And uh, when you get the ring doorbell, it also comes with like a social media app you can sign up up for called The Neighborhood. And uh, people just post like anytime their camera catches something like a porch pirate or something weird. Or there's like a missing pet you post it on the social media app and it shows up on a map and you see where your house is and when you see where uh, someone got their lawn gnome stolen and you can keep up with it and it made me think like I, I can't wait to start posting stuff on this but also what I noticed is the ring doorbell has according to this app stopped zero crimes it I don't think the ring doorbell, I don't think security cameras, I don't think any of the motion detectors, I don't think those things stop crimes. I think they just document them. We're pretty much paying to have a security guard at our place that will not in any form or fashion jump in to prevent a crime or stop a crime or stop a hoodlum until the police show up. I, it's not. They're just there to observe and report. What happened? That guy came in, broke your window, stole your TV, and he took the safe. What did you do about it? I watched him do it. That's what a ring doorbell is. You're just getting, like, 4K footage of all your stuff stolen, and then you get to post stuff on the neighborhood app and feel part of the community. Like, hey, I'm a victim, too. I, 
I kind of think like I, I I had this thought because there's sometimes when I'm on Instagram and I haven't posted a picture in a while and I see everyone else's picture, I'm like, it's time. And then I take a selfie and post that. I'm like, what happens if I get that kind of FOMO on the neighborhood app and then, but no one's stealing any of my things and my camera's not catching anything. Do I just put on like a coat and put the collar up and then walk in and steal my own garden hose just so I have something to post on the app so I can feel like I'm part of the community? I don't think I would do that, but I might, because I'm on the app all the time. There's so many meth heads. Just br- the creepiest ones are like the 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 meth heads and the people on crack that just walk through your personal area at 4 a.m. They had this one video on there, like this lady who looked all methed out. It was like at four in the morning, and this guy had a heavy bag. He had a boxing bag. Maybe that's why I connected with it so much. It was just a bizarre video. This lady just comes in and just throws like a, a one, two, three at this heavy bag. It was solid shots. But then she just looked like she looks like the crazy cat lady from The Simpsons. And then she wanders off, and you're like, well, I guess that happened. Is that even a crime? I mean, trespassing. But other than that, what's your case? You know, you don't have one. Um, I don't know. I wrote down some other stuff. Oh, I pissed off some people on TikTok. That's another thing that happened. I went viral on TikTok. That's how I've been spending my time. Uh, that's why there's been some gaps in the episodes. I've been busy going viral on TikTok. I had uh, I had a joke about millennials from Modern Mail that went viral, and um, it got four million views as of today been up for like a week i think or two and nobody got offended by it like even people with anxiety because i was making fun of our generation how like everybody has anxiety but no one's getting better everyone just tells people like i have anxiety and it's like oh what are you doing about that nothing i'm telling you so you work around it and that's the joke and with a couple extra tags and you know a little more personality because i'm actually on stage performing it um for the most part, nobody got upset. A bunch of people followed me. I went from like 8,000 followers to 100,000 followers. It was a lot. And then uh, I posted another video. It was my closer from Modern Mail. Uh, the stick. Sh- the I, I make fun of myself because I can't drive a stick shift. And then I say how stupid it is that people still drive stick shifts. And people lost their minds. Like, I've never gotten so much backlash from any joke that I've... Like, this is the one that... Pit- transmissions... That's where people drew the line. And when you hear that, like when, if I say that out loud, like I offended a lot of people with a transmission joke, you would assume after the first half of the word of transmission, you were like, oh, you shouldn't have done that joke. And then I finished the word and, oh, vehicles? You mean vehicles? I thought you made a transgender joke. No, I made fun of transmissions. The transmissions where there's a clutch and you got to do this with a stick to get it into first or whatever i made fun of that and a bunch of dudes with pictures of their car as their profile pic lost their minds they took it as a personal slight i am insensitive i have triggered them i'm i i, I am uh how dare i where where do i come off like uh, off mount olympus saying that i'm better than them and they really took this joke right in the ass. Like they, they, I of all the jokes, I wouldn't have guessed that one. The most harmless. 
harmless. I think the only other joke that I have that is more harmless than that is the cream cheese lady story, where I'm talking about a lady fingering cream cheese at the TSA pre or TSA check thing before we hopped on a flight, and I'm scared to post that now. Because who knows? There might be a bunch of people who are lactose intolerant that come out going, well, that's very insensitive. How dare you talk about dairy like that? I, I couldn't believe it. The only conclusion I could come to is something that I suspected all along. And I'm, I'm sure people have come to this conclusion as well. We're all snowflakes. Like, that term started from one side making fun of, like, liberals or something. Like, oh, it's a bunch of snowflakes. Can't handle the truth. You know? We're all snowflakes. Everyone has their thing they get butthurt about. And I somehow found the group of dudes that love the movie Fast and the Furious. And they were deeply offended by me making fun of myself not being able to drive a stick shift. That's what they got upset about. Everyone has their thing. I don't know. What my, I think my thing is like the trailer park. Like, if someone makes fun of the trailer park, I'll be like, hey, those are good people that live there, because I grew up in the trailer park. Even though I also make fun of the trailer park, but it's different because it's me. I'm allowed to make fun of it. You're not allowed. That is not how this works. But yeah, a bunch of people got butthurt. And then some of those comments came over into YouTube, and those it was so funny because all those dudes that got offended, their profile picture is like the front of their car. So it was almost like I was being heckled by an Acura. That's kind of what it looked like. Yeah, it was like some guy named Justin. It's always a guy named Justin. What is it with dudes named Justin that love Fast and the Furious and driving a stick shift? I, don't, I, haven't, I haven't figured out what the connection is, but I honestly, if I went through all the negative comments on TikTok and the ones that came over on YouTube, they were all named Justin, and I was staring into the headlights of like a Honda Accord. It, it was very strange. I'm, listen... If you're listening to this and you're, I'm not against you. I'm not even against Fast and the Furious. I, it's a fine movie. I'm a big fan of The Rock. I liked the first one. The second one got weird. The third one was horrible. But then, like, the last nine of them have been good, I think. I've watched a few. There's that one in Brazil where they stole, like, a safe out of a bank with two Toyotas, which was pretty far-fetched. But, hey, the whole thing's far-fetched. The idea that a manual transmission vehicle is necessary in the 21st century is far-fetched. But they still made the movie. And I'm still, listen, if you're into those cars, great. I'm not, I was making fun of myself. Because I can't learn it, and I have this much, uh, what's the word? I have this much uh, give a care to want to learn. Does that make sense? I can't do what you do. And I could care less to even learn because it seems like a waste of my time. I feel like I'm insulting you more with this apology, but I'm going to keep going. I'm sorry. The skill that you have to drive a, tra uh, a manual transmission vehicle, in my eyes, is like being great at hula hooping. It's cool, I guess, but I don't want to watch you do it for more than 10 seconds and I don't want to take the time to learn. That's all I'm saying. Live your life. Be yourself. I support you. If there is anything that ever comes up on a ballot that says, hey, should people who drive manual transmissions, should they be allowed and be given the same freedoms as every other Americans? Absolutely. Yes, you're one of us. I believe in you, and you're a fellow uh, human on this planet with me.
and I respect you. I just think the the skill is as pointless as a telegram. It's it's irrelevant. It's from yesterday. Are you a race car driver? No, you're not. Do you want to be? Probably. I mean, I slept in a race car bed too, but then I I got older, you know? I started getting hair where there wasn't hair before, and I started to be interested in gals. Things happened. And I'm not saying those things didn't happen for you, but you went through all those metamorphoses of becoming an older person while keeping the race car bed, just deep in your heart. Just deep in your heart. You went from the race car bed, and then you bought a Honda Fit. Or probably a Civic. Not a Honda Fit. You bought a Honda Civic. And then you're like, hey, we need to lower it and put some tires on it. And it's not loud enough. We need to make this car louder. By the way, I used to have a Honda Civic like that. But it was an automatic because I couldn't drive the stick thing. And it had a big, loud, dumb thing in the back where it went brrrr. And I thought it was cool. But no one touched my penis. And now I know why. It was because of that. This is my apology to you. It was rambling. And I'm not really sure where it was going to go, but it went where it went. Live your life. Drive your manual transmission. I just don't want to learn your skill because I can't think of a use for it. You know? Maybe, Maybe if life was not realistic and life was an action movie where I just had to drive different cars in every scene. And some are manual, some are automatic. But that's not real life. For me, anyway. I'm not on the run. I'm not on the lam. I'm just going to the airport. And guess what? Most of the time, I'm not driving myself. I call an Uber. Someone left that comment. They're like, obviously, you're not a car guy. And I'm like, ah, I'm not against cars. I'm just more of like an Uber guy. Like, how's that back seat look? Because that's where I'm going to be sitting. Is there a good amount of room to spread my elbows and go through my phone while I wait to get to the airport? Because that's what my life's about. But keep driving the manuals, buddy. You're doing great. That was my big apology. Um, what else? I think that's it. I think that's the episode for this week. I had fun catching up with you guys. Uh, I'm telling you, those Swedish meatballs. I apologize for burping in the microphone. <laughs> um, I had a couple other things to say. There's that guy, the Trump's lawyer, Michael Van Derveen. Van Der, Van Derveen? I saw it on Twitter. It's Michael Van V-A-N space, D-E-R space, V-E-E-N, Vanderveen. Has there ever been more of an attorney name than Vanderveen? Van Derveen, whatever. He was, uh, during Trump's impeachment trial, uh, he said Philadelphia, and people laughed at him, and then he lost it. He goes, why are you laughing? And it was just the ultimate dad moment, where I think that's what made it so funny. Philadelphia on its own, when you're angrily yelling as an adult male is hilarious that's funny on its own but really the part that caught me was after everyone laughed at him he goes why are you laughing and i think the part that makes i know that's me like that's gonna be me one day if i'm ever lucky enough to have children those children will grow up to be teenagers and i will grow to hate them and while i'm yelling at them or chastising them or you know trying to correct a wrong I'm going to say a word wrong, and they're going to laugh, and I'm going to go, why are you laughing? It's like boogers and snot flying everywhere. And that's what happened with Michael Van Derveen. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I might not like the guy, but that's the kind of attorney I want, defending me. Some guy just losing his mind, screaming, 
saying names of cities wrong in my defense. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, I think that's the whole show. Uh, enjoy the rest of the week. Uh, don't forget to subscribe on YouTube and leave a five-star comment on the podcast app. Share. I have new shows coming up. I posted them uh, on my website, ZoltanComedy.com. Follow me on TikTok. I'm viral now, you know, so that's pretty good. Getting it. It's all Zoltan comedy if you want to follow me on TikTok. Other than that, I'll see you guys next week. Let's do this again. Come see me in Portland this weekend. Helium Comedy Club, and then next week I'll tell you I'll tell you how it went. How about that? Huh? Deal? Deal. And we're out. Turned off the camera, and then for you audio people, this is your send-off. Cheers and be merry. Love one another. And also, if you drive a stick shift, <laughs> calm down. You're not that cool or important, but also no one hates you. So you're fine. You're fine. You're that guy in the corner. And that's a good place to be.